three, four, one, two, three, four, base flat, base flat, base flat. All right, sir. So we talked very recently about what was the title of Duncan's essay or post or do they not even have it, those? It didn't have a title. It was just a post in Facebook. For God's sake, man. He needs to put it somewhere with a, with a name and a, and a link so that it can be, you know, re, re referenced and... Uh, well, it, it is an open Facebook post, so anybody can see it even without being friends with him. And I have it linked on the Base Blast 3. No, no, I mean, that's great. It's just it's just more like, you know, if it was somewhere, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Duncan wrote this this essay called uh, Finding Value in Bad Psychology or something, right? <laughs> uh, I, I called it Dynamics Can Arise If You Nudge. I like it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so regarding that, it, I, it bumped this topic to the top of my base list or my blast list which sounds like something that shouldn't be taken out of context. Um, mm. So importance hacking is a concept that I heard described by uh, Spencer Greenberg of the Clear Thinking podcast. I uh, like that one. It's a good one. It's great. And uh, he's a smart dude and it's like a big organization. They're doing all kinds of cool stuff. You know, What is this importance hacking you speak of? Well, importance hacking. Uh, let's do a small bit of preamble. And one addendum to the preamble, which is that at first I felt sort of bad that I wasn't presenting like a wholly or even partially original idea. Hmm. And then I realized that's sort of the point of doing it in a blast rather than a full episode. So yeah. I'm going to unapologetically basically just rip off a short post. Yes. All right. Well, so the the problem outlined is that academics want to get published. And okay. there there are solutions to this. You can. I, I don't know how much these don't mean just to narrate or if you want to play a game and guess back and forth. I bet one of the things you can do is importance hack. Well, that is that is the that's the fourth and novel one. First thing. Okay. You, what is, so? What are the first three? First three. Conduct valuable research. Do cool shot. Do cool stuff. Get props for it. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. We like that one. Yep. You can commit fraud. Straight up, make shit up, like uh, Andrew Wakefield and the vaccines and autism stuff. Definitely not a fan of that one. Right. And then uh, p hacking. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty common. Yeah, uh, I don't think, like that one either. So, so p hacking, I think, is the and I don't know if he puts it this way in his post, but it's it's the most like salient, you know, when we think of replication crisis or we think of um, bad psychology, that's what we tend to think of, right? Hmm. And or at least that's what I tend to think of. Like most yeah. stuff isn't just straight up made up. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, good stuff doesn't fall under the category of bad stuff. So that basically just leaves p-hacking. Um, mm -hmm. And so Spencer argues that importance hacking is at least as big a problem as p-hacking. Okay. And he says he didn't come up with the concept entirely, but as far as he knows, he like named it. He's like, this is the thing that we're actually all kind of gesturing towards. But basically, it's it's you get a result that's not actually interesting, not important, and not valuable. But you write about it in such a way that reviewers are convinced it's interesting, important, or valuable, and it gets published. Hmm. How does one do that? Well, I'm glad you asked, because there are a handful of ways. Yeah. So first thing you can do is hack conclusions. Make it seem like you've shown something interesting, but you've just shown something similar, but un but uninteresting. Okay. So it's different than like making stuff up. It's just like, in fact, I've done stuff like this with uh, the twin studies that I, I've been doing since I was a kid. And I don't know what they're trying to measure, you know, or how serious they're taking their conclusions. But it's like I was given like $5 worth of nickels when I was like 10 or whatever. And I played some betting game. And at the end of it, I asked him what it was, you know, that they were testing. And he was like, well, I shouldn't tell you, but... Basically, the odds of you losing went up as the game went on, like it was uh -huh. rigged. Yeah, but like that, I don't think that actually demonstrates risky behavior because it was five dollars in nickels, and I might have been like yeah. fifteen. Like it wasn't, it wasn't real money, right? You know, 
And so, so if someone, you know, they find, oh, well, would you look at that? You know, males, single males aged 14 to 18 who play video games, uh, exhibit more riskiness, you know, then, then they try to make a point about real life riskiness. Gotcha. And it's like, no, it just means they play more video games. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Cause who cares about some nickels? Exactly. The second type is hacking novelty which is where you refer to something in a way that makes it seem more novel or unintuitive than it is. Okay. And I liked this because it seemed subtle, but like it's, it's kind of, it's, it's clear. I don't know. It's, it had this nice um, shining a light on something that is like, Oh yeah, it's been there the whole time, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's showing a common sense result that almost everyone would predict, but making it seem like it's not obvious, you know, give it a sciencey looking name or something. Um, The very bad wizards podcast. They open with like a, a segment that's usually making fun of something that was just published in the last while. Mm-hmm. And the last one they did was like, Oh, the, the coup in Brazil and, uh, the a- attack on the Capitol that wasn't caused by people. It was caused by their brains. <laughs> and th- this, this guy wrote about like, well, fMRI studies have allowed us to see, uh, you know, what part of the brains are activated. And it's like, he's talking about this, like it's breathtaking new technology and he's running with it all the way to the moon so much to the point that I, they didn't pitch the idea, but I wonder if it was just a GPT three made this thing or chat GDP made this thing up and it got published as a joke. Uh, okay. But it was so bad. But so, so, so something like that. Right. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, they're brains. Of course. That's, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. another example of novelty would be like showing that a and B are correlated, which seems surprising given how the constructs are named or something. But if you dig into how they're measured, it'd be obvious that they're correlated. Um, the post, I think I can't remember if I had an example or not. I'm just looking at my notes, but one quick fun example of that might be like height and lifespan. Um, you know how, I don't know if this is actually true or not, but I've heard for years that tall people have slightly shorter lifespans than short people on average. They also get paid more. So, um, Ah. that part I'm pretty sure is true. Uh, okay. So, but if you, if I were to spin it another way, I could be like, no, tall people live way longer. Because when babies and children die, they're short, right? Okay. So, I mean, it, it, it's, I'm making it seem like I'm finding something new and interesting when in fact it's like, well, we're not talking about, you know, people that are 12 inches tall, right? Yeah. We're talking yeah. about adults. So, but, but again, it's, it's you, you carefully trim things out or define things in an unintuitive way. Yeah. Right. I see. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like conclusion hacking, but I think it is more novelty hacking. Okay. Um, hacking usefulness making results seem useful or relevant to some important outcome when in fact it's useless and irrelevant. Uh, in these cases, researchers find what they claim to have found, but it's not useful despite them claiming it's useful. Okay. And uh, the- Do you have an example of that one too? You know, I, oh yeah, I didn't write down, the, <laughs> didn't make a note of it because it's so obvious I thought I'd remember. Um, the example from the article, quote, Focusing on statistical significance when the effect size is so small that the result is useless. Clinicians often distinguish between statistical significance and clinical significance to highlight the pitfalls of ignoring effect sizes when considering the importance of a finding. Mm. Uh, my short summary of that would be six out of seven dentists recommend Colgate. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. So it sounds like dentists all agree, but when in fact I just asked the six, you know, that live near me or something, right? Okay, I see. Yeah. So it it's... I mean, that's almost p-hacking, but I think uh, the, the usefulness, that's not, that's more p-hacking or, or conclusion hacking than it is uh, usefulness. I think 
usefulness might be like um, every other week we read about the cure for cancer. Right. But when in fact it only works in mice when you, you know, actually cut their brains out and shoot it into their brains and they're, they're, the mice are long dead or whatever, you know, some, some, right. some stupid caveat that makes it not that it, that'll never work for humans. I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. The last one, hacking beauty, making a result seem clean and beautiful when it is in fact messy or hard to interpret. Hmm. And uh, the, the example here is emphasizing the parts that tell a clean story while not including or burying somewhere in the paper, the parts that contradict the story. I think that's kind of like the, um, the example we just made up for usefulness. Yeah. So I think uh, actually he didn't put in an example. Oh no. Cause he linked to a, a long post in a 2012 paper instead of giving a specific example for that one. But anyway, I thought these were interesting because it, and especially cause Spencer seems to, I, I haven't looked into the guy much, but the clear thinking organization seems to be doing a lot of really cool stuff. I did learn recently they're doing something called the Transparent Replications Project, where Ooh. I don't know if it's every major pub, like new publication. There's some caveats, but it's it's several. It's like a large number of new big published studies mm-hmm. that are as they come out, they're just reproducing them. Awesome. And it's so, I mean, whatever they're doing, they have the resources for that. So, um, yeah. And I liked this idea because if it is as big of a problem as p hacking, it's kind of exactly like the Zimbardo and Milgram stuff, right? Yeah, right. And so they, they didn't p hack specifically, right. right? Yeah. It's just no, but they, they made their things look much more important than they actually are. Exactly. They importance hacked it. Like, yeah. And I did really like the, uh, um, what did you call the name of his, what should have been his post, but his Facebook post? Dynamics can arise if you nudge. Yes. So I mean that that is the uh, this that that's that's that was Duncan finding the the result under the importance hacking, which we all threw out, even though it wasn't again Zimbardo's thing. The problem with it wasn't that it was p hacked. Yeah. It, it, it was that it was importance hacked. Yeah. It wasn't even like, really made up. If you, he actually did yeah, the thing. <laughs> right. Obviously, if you do that, that is the result you will get. This is not a surprise. Exactly. But I thought that and was I thought that was, cool. that it was big. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Once upon a time, I was a psychology student and I found the stuff like riveting and I still do, but I haven't had the passion for it in the last few years. And so this is kind of like, oh man, that was really, I wish that I read this 10 years ago and I could have talked about it in school or something, right? Yeah. Oh my God. More than 10 years ago. Everything's 10 years ago now. Let's just say that. Um, it is. It's like Xena. Yes. <laughs> Which for the people who didn't watch Xena, a reoccurring joke sort of in the series was that everything that happened in her past happened to 10 years ago oh, i thought the joke was that it was on tv 10 years ago oh see that too <laughs> i mean it wasn't it's been 20 years now but Close, that's part of the joke it's been 10 30, years since right? it aired wasn't it on in the 90s yeah late 90s though okay 25 god damn it I, shut I, up i know <laughs> all right uh do you want to dig into anything about the difference between p hacking and uh importance or do you think we kind of got it no, I think I think I got it, and it was very useful to to have that in my toolbox as well as a thing to know and to look out for in studies. Yeah, I'm going to keep this in mind whenever I come across stuff like this, or you know, whenever I come across any sort of doesn't even have to be social psych. You know, I think it's I think it's the easiest to do this too, mm-hmm. or you know, regular psychology too. But I think it would apply for other stuff. Um, you know, some bad reporting about you know new AI technology, for example, will definitely be important hacked, right? Oh. God. Good reporting yeah, doesn't yeah, need to important tack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, you're you're right. 
on a uh, on a drive-by note related, uh, GTP GPT four came out this week. Yep. Anyway, Stephen, that was a great blast. Thank you for blasting me. Oh man, it was my pleasure. <laughs> Till next time. Uh, t- sounds good, man. I'll drop some uh, links for some podcasts talking about this with Spencer and the post I basically cribbed all this from. Excellent. Thank you. Great.